What's good, people who live in the world and not of the world? How we doing today? Positive vibes from this side of the earth, as, as always. We are back with another podcast, and um, I got a little scenario for y'all. Here we go, yo. Here yeah. we go, yo. So, so up, there was a story. I don't know if it was on the um the Breakfast Club or what, but I heard it on the radio show. The guy, um, he's married. And he's been married for quite some time. Him and his wife has a joint account. And, um... Uh-oh. <laughs> Get a nerve, dude. So, him and his wife have a joint account. And so, um... You know, uh, he's... Uh, there, there's a significant amount of money in there. So, he said one day, he just checks the account. And he sees that 17K is missing. Ooh. And he he approached his wife about it, uh, and she said um, that she get, her brother needed it, so she gave it to her brother. So he decided to remove his remove himself from that account, and he made his own account. Now he was he was uh, on the radio show, and and you know in the comments it was saying. You know, well, the question was, was he wrong for doing so? No. Yeah. No. She didn't inform him. She yeah, that's... did it without telling him. It was just crazy, like... Together. You know, like, maybe, like... I said, like, maybe... 2K, 3K. I could let slide, but 17K... What the motherfucker needs 17k for? Yeah, without addressing me at all. And mind you, she didn't say any she didn't mention it until well she didn't even mention it. He had I to find out. Yeah, spur of the moment, but if I don't if I see there's a transaction that day and it's the next day and you didn't tell me, I'm gonna be hot. Like only the same day I can understand you didn't even have time to get to me. But if it's been like a week and you didn't tell me, and I had to open up the account find 17 gone, that's crazy. And she said that was her brother. Is a huge amount yeah. Of money to just be yeah. Out of that's that's 3k brother. shy of 20k. I mean, he confirmed that was her brother. He gave this to because that's an odd amount. That's all he said. It, he didn't, you know, he didn't go into analytics and all that shit. But he said she. Said so she like, had to give it to her brother. Yeah. I don't give a fuck who yeah. you gave it to. It's our money. Yeah. It's our, no, I understand. I'm is just like, damn. Gonna pay it back? Yeah, see, if you that's, that, that's what I need to know. Is your brother planning on paying it back? If not, then you shouldn't have given it. Well, you heard what she said. Time. Gave. <laughs> it's gone. Damn. Gave. <laughs> what would you need 17K well, for? That's, the, that's what that's, concerned me. I don't know, but I want 17K. If anybody would like to just give me 17k, just spread the That's crazy. crazy. Yeah, oh, I, can, yeah. I can do a lot with 17k. Eat. Some people, that's not enough. <laughs> well, I can make something with 17k. Yeah. I can make something. I have a place to do. I got 500. So <laughs> I, could, I could take 17k and turn it into 170k. Yeah. That's for sure. Oh, we're not talking about something. That's just odd. Don't just we're not talking about drugs here, nigga. Relax. Yeah, Seventeen fucking k. The police weird at the. What did he? What did he mean by he'll turn seventeen? It is tax. Speak on it. <laughs> if you phrase it as a donation. <laughs> Where you at? Speak on it. 
speak on it. <laughs> She's just gonna have to now. It's still weird that you can't just give somebody seventeen k. It's hard to come by, nigga. I ain't go just give, it, nigga. What it's I ain't not got. that. It's just the fact that she she we'll just say allegedly she gave it to her brother. You on she that? Don't go, you you on that? Huh? She don't. Who'd you no give it to, bitch? Who'd you fucking and give it to, bitch? And why was it just between her and her oh, brother? I swear to God. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm going to choke this shit out of you. Look, that, that's damn near to choke this That's actually choke the shit out of you. Come right? here, <laughs> bitch. Hey, you Yo, choking the shit out of a motherfucker. Your brother, what? Ooh. Didn't he say he let her keep an account? Yeah, he just separated himself from it. So it's your account now. Yeah, you can have it, you know, and then, like, to even fuss at him about it, like, you out your rabbit-ass mind if you fuss at me about 17K of our money that you gave away? Wow. Okay. All right. Would that drive divorce? That's close to divorce. Almost. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I could have used that money on the divorce, bitch. 17K, you're pissed. Trust you, didn't tell him. you did it behind his back. That's what made me like look and at it a little bit differently. And I'm like, Todd, like I would find out. I would be hot, but I would hold it yeah. and see how long it would take for you to tell me if you were even planning to tell me. And then say your brother needed. Well, fuck, your brother might need a lot of shit. That don't mean you just go behind my back and just yeah. gave it to him. What the fuck? You dating him? Compromise, <laughs> like we said, like two, three k. He said, "Well, yeah. fuck your brother." And your brother didn't even run this <laughs> by me. I I'm a question. Want to know but, what the 17k is for? But the biggest yeah, question exactly. is, can he pay it back? Like, I'm not. Well, obviously, well, first of all, I you think gotta, if you need it, then you can't pay it back. No, 17k. Yeah. Is to pay back. I'm saying. But, like, <laughs> is it for? Uh, like, was it to get him off his feet? Like, that's still I just a lot to do. Uh, yeah, yeah. He could have came and stayed I, with I him. I don't even think. Her the brother problem, better. The problem <laughs> even wouldn't be if it was to help him. I don't care what you <laughs> gave it to him for, honestly. The first problem is that. That's funny. I don't know. Yeah, that's an <laughs> inside joke. We ain't even yeah. get it. Three people <laughs> after two. Don't even get it. Probably playing footsie or some shit. But <laughs> my feet are nah, whatever, whatever, I'm nigga. You don't want to be close to each other. So fuck you. My f- what are you talking about? <laughs> two feet are very close together. My feet right here. You see where my feet are? My right? feet are close <laughs> together. <laughs> to him. Where? Just Self-awareness back, kicked in. Oh God. He's beside the point. Back right. to the story. You punk ass nigga. Wow. But anyway. <laughs> um. Anyway. Um. It. I. I wouldn't even really care what you. What he needed it for. It's just the fact that. You couldn't even consult me about it. Now, obviously, I'm sure if we are going from just like a, a a genuine sense, like he actually needed the money, I wouldn't mind like giving it to him. No pause. Cause time pointing out the flies the right there. This thing. <laughs> Yeah, if he if he truly needed it, no I would have gave it to him. Without, without, you know, any question, but just you, you don't do, you don't make a move that big without your man's. Yeah. 
That's or fucked up. Just a yeah. partner, like it could just be a business deal. Like, yeah, you that just too. Just giving away seventeen. That's a lot, man. <laughs> Hell yeah. Because that money. The reason why I say I, I will go into questioning it just yeah. because this is grounds of divorce, depending on where the context leads. Because mm-hmm. seventeen k, you're. You have to explain to me what in God's green earth this nigga needed seventeen k for. Is he in some gambling issue with a loan shark that wind up kicking in this play? Some movie generic scenario? What's going on here? Because seventeen k, you say, and all you give me, oh, I gave it to my brother. The fuck? That's all? Your explanation is? Nah, play that. That shit sounds just sketchy. Let's your and the fact that your brother didn't even tell me or consult me with you. It's a little bit off. It's honestly not his business. Yeah, nah, play. So I was like, uh, there's no point to like go to go to you and her. Well, talking to you. In a sense, that's a joint account. So if my wife is having to ask for a loan, yeah, you gotta ask me too, cause this is that's us. Most likely that's so it's like yo, we're giving you money. It's not no her no more. Well, it's a we. I I still don't see the point to talk to you. I'm talking to my sister. I have technically no connection to you other than my sister, so Well I mean they, I, they do because you got mm-hmm. that's money. And then nah. you're taking money. out of I mean I I, I I get what you guys are saying, but I was like in terms of conversation wise, even though that is a big decision. I was like, because ultimately beyond my sister, if I, I don't have to come to you to talk to you about anything. I was like, my sister said it was okay. Yes, I'm, I guess I'm playing the devil's advocate right now. But if I'm talking to my sister and she said it was okay and she'll handle it. Nah, fuck cool. that, nigga. Nah, because I'm not, I'm not talking. Uh, it's I, no point for me to talk to you. I'm I talking do, to my sister. I do get that side, but the difference is in this side is like it's different boyfriend versus husband and wife. Mm-hmm. We're an empire. You borrow from our empire, so I need to know why are you borrowing from our empire. This is no longer hers. Mm-hmm. We're Cause, together. Cause that causes so, a lot of yeah. Hate. So when again, you again, I, I totally get you, but you're not uh, exactly explaining the point of why do I need to talk to anybody outside of my sister? Because it's our oh, empire. That's the point, Maine. There's no no longer solo train. No solo train, Maine. So what she decides to give is coming from us it's not just coming from her that's, that's, that's where i do need to get involved because i'm contributing to you okay that's especially with 17 between you guys yeah. again i'm the brother why do i need to talk to you respect because honestly this is, is supposed to be a man-to-man thing yeah because the thing is if he wanted to really ask and be up front don't go to your sister like I'm already running. Mm-hmm. Like she, they money. What? Not all women, but most women think money run on trees sometimes. So I have to manage it. I'm the person yeah. who's managing it. I'm the person who's running. She's just giving you money because she's attached to you. You can't come to me as a man and tell me why you need the money. Well, because it's my sister. I don't give a fuck if it's your sister. Yeah. Like you know better. She can't run this shit. And then, like, you should be mad enough to come to me and be like, yo, bro, let me talk to you for a minute. And if I say no, then you have to respect it. But to go to her, because you know for sure, if you ask me, I'm probably going to say no. That's probably going to, that looks, 
iffy to me. And That's most like doing the mommy do. daddy thing. Yeah, yeah you go to mommy because she's easier to get to when daddy's not around. She's more gullible. Yeah, your mommy's always gonna be softer. She so it always... does come off a little. If it is true, that means he knows his sister's soft enough to give him the money with no question. Mm-hmm. So it could be. That's why I said the contest plays a big part. And as a into man, this, that's like a big your decision. household, it, it that imbalances a lot of stuff. If you're if things are just happening without counsel or anything. Like, I didn't get married to you to just go gallivanting with a whole bunch of money because you feel that the whole point of us getting married is to create our own family. I have my family, don't get me wrong. Like, Aaron, my mom and dad are my family. But I also have another family. And as a man, like, my priority is them. And if she's taken away from us, then what she's basically telling me is, fuck the family that we have, and I'm going to take care of them. No, that's not how it works. Because you got a seat of your generation now involved in this. So it becomes a much bigger contribution plane now mm. than this just is y'all too. You can't just do shit just because of one. Mm. <laughs> like, and, and that's where, like I'll say, like, marriage plays a big part in this, uh, the context of this whole scenario. So the fact that there was... N- that scenario let's say it is true then it just goes to show that hey oh child that you got him but yeah it just goes to show that the brother possibly knows his sister's gullible like we highlight yeah, yeah. Possibly. but in any situation y'all ladies address y'all man like if y'all got a joint account and i ain't a married motherfucker but i i, I could tell you common sense my bad Oh, don't start it, nigga. Don't start it, nigga. I'm in my space. My <laughs> and space. He encroaches I my need area. to stretch. I'm tall, oh, nigga. See. I'm fucking tall. See? I need That's to stretch my legs. Shut up. Yeah, you still in my space, nigga. <laughs> nigga, turn sideways. <laughs> Trash. But, yeah, like I said, it, it's it's pretty common sense if you guys have a joint account. Where money is put in there for the both of y'all, for y'all future, and if you were to pull anything out over or over a certain amount, what amount would you say is like is like alerting, like 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 what the fuck you doing pulling out this amount? A thousand. A thousand. Yeah. So you, bitch, you. What does well, it mean? Like, like a consultation? Like it's like if, like, if you understand. Honestly, how I would have it set up uh, is we have, like, through my account, our account, her account. But if you pull in from our account, I'm thinking you taking care of business. Mm-hmm. And so you pull in the 1000 and I already know bills is paid. What you doing with our money? <laughs> That's why you got a you account. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, um, I would, um, yeah, just any spending in our money is what we doing. Yeah. I mean, with the topic at hand, do you think that couples should do joint accounts? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's let's get everybody's uh answer in. How what 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 number is alarming to you? Uh shit. A thousand like I said. Because now I'm in a business to a thousand. What about you, D Love? 
Huh? What about you? Sorry, I saw this tweet about booty massages and it didn't make sense to me. Yeah, you said that live. I did say that live, yeah. yeah. Someone tweeted, oh, first yeah. it's a booty massage, then 10 seconds later it's take your pants off. What do yeah. you expect? Like, what do you... Well, it is a booty massage. You're doing yeah, I'm off, like... So it goes hand anyways, in hand. Anyways, cheeks and um, more so to say. Realistically, if you're taking more than like... Like 500 out of our account... I need you to check with me on why. Like, let me know. Like, hey, I'm taking out 500 for this or 500 for that. Because you could, you could be, like, surprised. Like, if we have a joint account, you could be trying to surprise me with some concert tickets that could easily be, like, two, three, four hundred. Something like that. But if it's, like, five, then I'm kind of... But like, okay, I feel like if you're trying to surprise me, why are you taking out the joint account? Nigga, I paid for that. <laughs> I helped you. What the fuck? Sometimes, yeah, surprise sometimes come out that's of your the account, account that people may use because that's where the most money is at the, at the time. And then use your money. It's not I've a gift it. if it's my money. I've seen it. Like, they'll just pay it back after when they have the money. Hell no. Yeah, I've seen that. What? If you ain't got it now, don't get it. You're a buster. Yeah. You're a buster. Hell no. Don't surprise me with... But there it is. Mm-hmm. I didn't even need to say it. He was already on top. Man, fuck all that, man. Yeah. That ain't no goddamn gift. You know Give it. Me that. Mr. Morale. Give me high five. That's like if I ask you to borrow, like, $400, and then I get you a gift with... $400 you let me borrow. Motherfucker, yeah. I still owe you. You did? I exactly still owe you. you. I still Where's owe you. Where's my 800 bit? No kidding. <laughs> nah, but, it covers. I got you again. <laughs> like, it cancels out. It cancels out. Because I, I, I know what you. I'm doing. I did this before. So I borrowed 400 then I gave you a $400 gift that it cancels out. <laughs> Don't be a yeah, nigga. I, I agree the 500 round. Yeah, it's California. Five hundred is feasible. Like five hundred is when you encroach upon. Like, okay, I need to know mm-hmm. what's going on with you. Because out of our county, you saying mm-hmm. in California too? It's honestly five hundred is damn near equivalent to a grand when you look in this state right here we stay in. So it's like, yeah, that that's that's a hefty amount of money, especially you putting gas and yeah, all, all that. Damn. I can understand. What was this going to? Facts. Facts, facts, facts. Okay, y'all. So, uh, I think it's a good time to get into the main topic of the hour. We spent about almost 20 minutes on that topic. But, um, y'all give us y'all opinions, comments. Y'all know where to hit us for that if y'all got any. Yeah, yeah, do all that shit. But, um, y'all, y'all know today is a spiritual week, but I'm with the brothers. Um, the unspiritual, no, I'm playing <laughs> the unspiritual foundation. <laughs> Quit trying to slide, We're gonna try bro. to give it. Shut up. You, we know you. <laughs> we know you. I know you Magic. Going magic. <laughs> hey, certain things is illusion. Do you believe in magic? <laughs> What's that movie we saw where Anthony was humming in the. Uh, the uh, fucking uh, porn your movie. movie. Oh, <laughs> yeah. X, X movie or X movie. X. X. Shut the fuck up, bro. <laughs> Listen, it's a good song. Oh, man, this guy. Yes, it speaks to the souls. What man. is love? And the craziest part is that nigga was asleep for most of the movie, and then he wake yeah. up to the <laughs> When they start yeah. fucking, that's when he start waking up. Nah, the song. Because like we said, don't put phrase me like that now, man. The old people was fucking, <laughs> and he start waking up. Oh, yeah. God. I was waking up when I was Break me off of peace. <laughs> She said, just try. Oh! 
My back, baby. Now they had that. When movie. I came down. <laughs> that movie, I was pissed at that one dude. Were you? Cut cold. Yeah. Wow. Okay. okay. All right, y'all. Uh, take it away, d All righty. So, I've started this journaling journey uh, of healing because you know life, life been moving at a at a at a pace in which the speeds I've not been prepared for. Amen. So, with that happening, you know you have to either compensate or fall behind, and I refuse to fall behind. So. Uh, I ordered this journal. It is titled Breathe. It is a guided healing journal for black men. Tell me where you got uh, it from. Brennan Allen Steele. I got it off of Amazon. Mm. Dope find. Speak to our souls, brother. And basically, it has a lot of writing prompts just to kind of help you write your story. It's a different take on a, a, a journal. It's more of an idea of you writing and completing your own story rather than you just writing off some random prompt. Um, so I talked to Aaron about one of the things I read and I think we're going to go through it together and try and not only quantify our journeys, but just talk real for a little bit. So the first portion of the journal always asks, are you good, bro? Um, and basically what emotions are you feeling today? Go oh, ahead. I Somebody drop it in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What emotions? Um, happiness, anger. Um, rem- uh, that, that's not an emotion. Wait, remorse? No, I was going to say like, re- like re- remnants. Oh, like, nostalgia? Ah, nostalgia is the word. Um, uh, shit. I'm forcing it. I'm going to stop at those. Okay. <laughs> is he name? explaining it or are we just nah. Okay. Um I'm copacetic, even kill, everything's everything. Um joyous. Um what else? Irritated, irritable. Okay. Um, Felt that. Anxious. Mm. Um, and optimistic. Okay. Got you. Got you. Got you. What about you, Aunt? How you feeling today, bro? I'll say a sense of you say healthy sense of anxiety. Okay. Always kind of like anxious. Okay. For like the outcome of foreseeable future, but uh, today. How you feel at work too, huh? When you be. <laughs> You gotta be, because uh, you gotta look at so many outcomes when you're in facilities like psych. It's, you're never prepared, mm-hmm. even if you think you are. That's what you gotta keep in your mind. So prepare for all, not just a few. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I did have a sense of anger, which I'll say a brief moment went to frustration to then, you know, a calming peace. Mm-hmm. I'll say. Okay. Any, yeah. Anything else? I'll say just brief of curiosity. Okay. Okay. That's good. What about you, Justin? Uh, optimistic. Uh, motivated. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little stressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, some nervousness on top of that, or anxiety a little bit. Okay. But other than that, uh, 
I'm feeling really good to go. Okay. Uh, as for me, I would say I feel I definitely feel joyful. Um, a little anxious for the future, but motivated at the same time to kind of power through. Um, a little tired for sure, a little sleepy. Uh, besides that, just grateful. Just grateful, man. Grateful for everything I have. Gotta be. And then the next portion of this after you move through your emotions or basically identify your emotions, it's an emphasis on exhaling. So, um, first you gotta proclaim your emotions. So kind of put a label on them and then you want to put a reason to them. So basically why you feel this way. So like three reasons why you might be feeling the way that you're feeling. So for example, I feel motivated to move forward because I, I got my couch today. I don't know if I even mentioned that. But yeah, I got I got a new couch today. So I feel So uh, you're not using this one no more? Hell no. Um <laughs> It's in there. We don't have to put it in there. <laughs> it's getting delivered tomorrow. I'm gonna be in there joint. Okay. But um. Amazing. Yeah, I feel I feel motivated to move forward with that. Uh, uh, a little anxious, you know, wedding coming up, so you know, a little anxiety. Uh, ready to go, but hoping nothing goes off uh, without a hitch or anything like that, or hoping that everything goes off without a hitch. And then also, you know, just grateful. Cause I I feel like I wouldn't have been able to get the uh, the couch if I didn't move in the directions that I moved. Um, so with that being the case, I'm just grateful for every step that I took to get here and every step that I'm taking to progress. Uh, simple as that, man. Whoever wants to go next, man, dive in. Every version. <laughs> now I feel aggressive. No, no I'm kidding. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Whoever wants to go ahead, Anthony. Exhale a little bit. Uh, yeah, I'll say I can't go into too much depth in contest. Cause if you only want to give one, bro, feel free. But, you don't have to do yeah, three yeah. like I did. No, I'm just saying, cause. Uh, but yeah, you know, <laughs> do two more. <laughs> you know, I'll be putting hands on people. <laughs> yeah, in that scenario. It was uh interesting scenario because I always try to prepare myself for the outcome. Like, hey, if I'm ready for a patient, try to punch me. Hey, it, it, it going to happen, going to oh, happen. Oh, damn, you going there. <laughs> yeah, because that was actually what I prepared for in that moment. And then instead, you get hit with a different bomb in that moment. And I'm not going to say the word, but it starts with an ER at the end of it. I like, damn. A racial oh. slur. Yeah. I would have rather you punch me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh shit. So, you know, when you have discipline these vigils, then gets to the lying phase and all this, and then the aggression is like, oh, gosh. Sir, one of the parts where I say it at work where it becomes anxiety type moments when you deal with uh, social workers and highly functionable patients, which this guy was considered. Mm-hmm. And those types, some they lean a more lenient ear towards. Mm-hmm. So even though it could be so many outcomes, luckily I ain't got to explain. Didn't know my name, so hey, that's good perp, but still. I didn't know his name, so I called him an ER. Let's fill in the blank. But yeah, after experience now, when I was leaving the area, it was just, some, I, honestly, it was just like, 
because I always think of outcomes of like what I probably could have done better and then outcomes of what if kind of lean towards the dark side if outcomes don't come my favorable way so there's a lot of possibilities I'll kill that motherfucker I promise (laughs) say it again bitch but yeah it's like uh, (laughs) just that one experience kind of reshaped my day in almost uh, almost a negative light yeah negative light to where I you know I would go home all I just felt like doing just you know watch some TV actually hit up some anime and then played a little bit of a card game later on but after that yeah kind of distress interesting enough video games is the best distress type of thing not, yeah. not when they selling you yes. depending on the You're game you play, yeah, don't play don't play yeah. Don't yeah. that oh, name no. everybody's good yeah, don't play a multiverses <laughs> either multiverses don't play any versus what? Yeah. What? Where you don't can play beat ball, it's just <laughs> you yeah solo player Great games period <laughs> No, so one Callen, player versus Aaron player. Don't off. don't do missions. Just yeah, just, just relax, relax, relax. Yeah. <laughs> around the city, man. Just, yeah, play a racing game. I don't know. Be easy. Be fucking easy. Oh yeah. Yeah. How? What? Because other players what? make sure they piss you off. Yeah. Yeah, play some GTA. Mad man. Anyways, go ahead and make a team. My bad. Oh no. Actually, after that was. Oh, it's a wrap. Oh, it's so. a wrap. Yeah. Okay. Like a kind. Anybody else wants to <laughs> pick up? Come on, Todd. Why you be calling me? Hey, frustrating him. There's an emotion that just rises. Have you ever? Uh, when you at Thanksgiving, your mama call you out to pray. I, why don't you pray? <laughs> come on, come on, come on, Eric. What? I prayed last year. <laughs> I want to hear you pray again. <laughs> you can see, hey, I can see Aaron in the front of a church. Hey, you're a sinner. You told me that. <laughs> yeah, come, on. come on. I ain't never seen your face, right? Come be sick. <laughs> Pull up. Hey. Pull up real quick. Hey. Huh. <laughs> Jessica, uh-huh. hey, we caught you last week. Come on. Hey, come on. <laughs> Get some Jesus. Something in the spirit. You had Greg last week. You need Jesus this one, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something in the spirit showed me a foggy car. Foggy car. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, um, exhale and just say the emotion. It's, it's basically you just listening. Either like you can source. do one if you feel more comfortable, two or three. Just describe um, Just reasons as to why you feel the way you feel. Exhale, exhale, exhale. All that carbon monoxide. Yeah, damn. That's um, a lot of emotions. Got up early, went to work. Work is easy. Got up out of there. Uh, drove home, hung out with my girl for a little bit, took a nap, uh, overslept. And then I'm hanging out with uh, over my guy. That's the reason why I said it, because I knew you were going to bring it up. Yeah. So, uh, overslept a little bit, uh, but it's all right. We alive. It felt good. Nice sleep. Um, there's a lot to be mad about, a lot to be sad about, but we keep going. We keep prospering. Um, I'm a, surrounded by love, so I, there's really nothing to complain about at the end of the day. We all have our lives. We all have our health. Uh, it is true. Um, to just keep pushing it is is a brighter side uh, to everything that's why I like to uh, go about my life Uh, dwelling on the the hate Mm. uh, anger it doesn't help anything so just keep going Uh, okay (sighs) exhale 
<laughs> that only leaves you, big guy. You two tailors. Come on. <laughs> Damn. Pass the baton that quick. Monkey. Said, I see someone 945 a.m. by themselves. <laughs> um, playing with themselves. Whoever playing with themselves, come to the, come to the altar right now. Ah, uh, damn. He I went see there. someone after this podcast watching porn. No, I'm playing. <laughs> damn. <laughs> you know, little boy headed ass. <laughs> That nigga, rub, he rubbed lotion on both heads. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the spirit shows me dragons. The spirit shows me I see Vaseline. Coco, Coco. Oh, God, who touched that Vaseline? <laughs> he said, the spirit is showing me water. What? What? <laughs> Well, why would you waste a bottle of water like that? The spirit is showing me. The spirit told me you was going numb. (laughs) You was going numb. The spirit says two sponges in a microwave. I don't know what it means, but... But, um... (laughs) Y'all stupid. Can't stand y'all niggas. Two sponges in a microwave. Sometimes you just don't want to tell. I don't want to say this no more. (laughs) Elephant never forgets. Rubber band in a cup. Go, go ahead. But, um, um, usually, uh, my day is always, I usually try to always even my day up. Mm. You know, I always wear the yin and yang Mm. because, you know, I like to stay balanced, even Mm. keel, you know, copacetic. Um, especially when I'm at work because work is either up or down. Mm And if I keep myself balanced, then nothing can really bother that. Especially because I'm having guests all the time. Like, you don't smile enough. I don't care to smile. Like, this is not the place where I'm happy to be, motherfucker. Drop me a tip and I might throw you a smirk. But, you know, that is what it is. But, you know, usually on Sunday, um, we meet up, do the podcast. So that's where my mind is already when I start the day. Like, seeing my niggas today. Probably gonna grab some grub, start the podcast, get a couple of laughs. It's a joyous day, mm-hmm. you know. Um, beautiful Sunday. Hell yeah! Then um, you know, the optimism is from you know seeing things grow as far as numbers and the podcast, you know, and also just doing things like you know I made like a couple TikToks this week, so it felt good just doing it. You know, not necessarily caring about the, you know, the quality to be perfect, but just to be like, I'm going to put something up. I'm going to put my effort towards something, you know, um, you know, I'm going to post up the podcast or whatever, you know, just making a conscious effort towards the goals we set and being optim optimistic, Ugh, shit, optimistic that it will, you know, be greater and on a larger scale one day. What else did I say? Uh, that the irritation, loss of patience comes from work always. Niggas just love to. Hey, you're the. I get. I hear this every day. They said they were looking for the black guy. Or where's the black guy? I'm like, wow. You don't know my name by now. 
<laughs> hey, Aaron, you don't know my name by now? We were looking for that ER. You could you could say the the helpful guy because I'm probably the most helpful there. Anyway, only no shade. Around customer service with a beard. Yeah, got the beard. You can... Anyway, yeah, you know I'll be the saying. black guy. Just drop me a tip. Anyway, um, yeah. So everything's pretty much good. Good energy. You know, just want to continue to be optimistic and see things grow to a higher scale and see everybody's effort just, you know, amount to the levels they want to see in in this project. Yeah. And and yeah. Yeah. Justin, you said to get one or three emotions that I touched. Basically, you're just ex- explaining why you're feeling the way that you're feeling today. Today. So you can just do one reason if you want to. If you want to do three, okay. that's up to you. Uh, I, I, I say anxious because it's a lot of things rushing. Uh, lately, you know, as everybody knows, I'm having a son. Mm. And I know anxiety is really kicking in. I turned 30 and I'm having like a huge. You turned 30? Yeah. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I guess I'm just anxious because a lot of things like, I didn't realize I would you know I, I'm, I, it's hard to explain I'm in a position where I gotta raise a kid like I wanted a girl but then when I heard this before I'm like oh shit that's even bigger because now that's like your that's you Mm-hmm. And it's like I, any issues that I had in the past, I don't want that kid coming up. So it's a lot of anxiety. It's a lot of anxiety to provide because I'm feeling like it's an immense pressure to mm-hmm. do better. And I, I welcome it, but it's still, you know, anxiety to be still a better tough, kid, yeah. better dad, anxiety to put what I learned in therapy to use because I don't feel like the Justin back a few years ago is not equipped was equipped mm-hmm. and is not equipped to teach this kid so I'm trying every day to not revert back to certain things that I used to mm-hmm. the, uh, talking about my issues every five minutes and bitching about stuff that I had control of mm-hmm. so far so good I've been I feel like a whole different person but that's where the anxiety comes in to be better for Denise and and Grayson and everybody around me because I, I feel like a different person. And it also comes from the fact that like this week too, I wasn't feeling myself. Mm-hmm. I kind of gained some weight back because I got lazy because I hurt myself in the gym. Mm-hmm. But you know, all of that, you know, it, I find it is good because mm-hmm. I do better in under this condition. Mm-hmm. But that's just where it comes. Okay. That's that's good, man. And I mean, as long as you're progressing, that's all that really matters at the end of the day. Um, pushing forward under any circumstances, still pushing forward. And I think that's very important to remember in any aspect. As long as you, if you take one small step or one large step, it's still a step. Um, no matter right. No matter the size that you're taking. But the next portion or the following portion um, after you exhale in a sense 
is uh, your release point. So it gives you a uh, an ideal to focus on or like a word to focus on. Mm-hmm. Um, today's release point is going to be identity. Um, basically, the definitions of identity are the characteristics that define a person, how a person sees themselves, and then also the way the world views a person. And since there's an emphasis on black men in this it's the identity of a black man uh which kind of leads us to like the first question of identity which is what does it mean to you to be a black man 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 that's i love that question to me it's everything being black is everything Mm. um i wrote a song it says to be black means to be everything because when you you know I look at everything through a lens as far as like everything is black. Mm-hmm. As far as like we had our hands on everything. We're a hands on culture, which built the world. So to be black is a special enlisting. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's almost like being chosen. No, it is being chosen, mm-hmm. you know, to go through certain trials and tribulations, to carry a certain cross that nobody else has to carry Mm. um and it's important on how you bear your cross Mm. because you know not a lot of people see it that way and i feel like they don't honor it's kind of like the journey you know you you love the journey yes it's hard but once you have done your part and reached the level that you needed to reach, you can look back and appreciate it. So uh, being black, yeah, it definitely means everything, um, especially knowing how much we've gone through and have to go through. Mm-hmm. It, it's, a, it's a lot. And I feel like we're the correct group of men to handle that. I got you. I got you. Anybody else want to add their definition of a black mm-hmm. man? Are there there, what the identity of a black man is to them? No, I think Aaron explained it very well. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, had it in mind. Go for it. Uh, identity of a black man. Someone that is, I'll say, seen for his masculine behaviors, but expected not to become a victim of life. Mm. and go in depth with reason why because as black men we're always expected to thrive mm-hmm. as old political saying lift ourselves up by the bootstrap yeah we're always the underdog mm-hmm. in most races so growing up with these uh ideals and expectations it leaves what I would say a burden always on the shoulder Mm. a chip that you cannot get off no matter what you try to do because it's a bigger plot line that you have to fight against Mm -hmm. so part of it's not even part but it's practically the whole thing being black you have to not only stand up and represent yourself but 
try the best way you can to shine a, I'll say the non-narrative flag upon your culture mm. there's an expectation on all of us that and it's always a bad connotation to the expectation we're expected not to thrive we're expected to expected to endure everything mm-hmm. like when it came to political the politics that comes to play we're always sold a false idea idea mm-hmm. that's not really promised and then once we again stand up for ourselves we're always told why we're always trying to be the victim <laughs> of such standing up for yourself mm-hmm. when really that's the reality of the world we're all victims of some sort but to us we're ashamed for being a victim amongst something that's commonly known for every culture so it's uh you could say it feels like a curse in some sense but one thing I've grown up appreciating is always being the underdog in certain races mm-hmm. some thrive for some the bark hunger mm-hmm. and I think one thing as a black man which we try to run away from is what sets us back from pushing forward is we're too busy trying to brace the humanity side in us mm-hmm. bracing your humane side or how others will put it bracing the beauty it's just gonna sit, put be a major setback you gotta once in your lifetime brace the beast mm-hmm. and that's what pushes us the beast is always hungry it's never enough mm-hmm. so being a black man we're we have to embrace that beast we're actually a beast that's trying to look beautiful and we're trying to change the way we look cosmetically but I think at another point we do need to start being the beast that we are we're running away from honestly ourselves when we try to shim away from it okay. I said that's my take got it okay. you said the question is what to... um, the question is what does it mean to you to be a black man what does it mean uh Neglected, ignored, uh, often, you know, pushed to the side, not considered. Mm-hmm. And I don't say it like, I mean, we just have to say the realistic parts of it. Um, treated as, like you said, neglected, uh, not listened to, ignored, uh, pushed in the back. Mm. Treated as a non-essential, um, but also what it means is strength, mm. guidance. Um, it's uh, a honor, a mm. certain honor with us that comes that doesn't come with other groups like that mm-hmm. because of our situation. So it means as a black man it means all of those things it co- encompasses all those things because there's a lot of pain it's pain hurt feeling like you're at the bottom of the barrel uh not only with with outside your group but even within your group if you, we've seen social media and how we're talked about 
we can't ignore that. So even with those negatives, there's still like what it means to be a black man is, is power mm-hmm. and confidence and and uh, cockiness and you know strength and perseverance and all that other stuff that it comes. Mm-hmm. There's more positives to it than negatives, so that's what it means to be man to me. Okay. What about you? Do you have anything you want to add? What about you? <laughs> Excuse me. Okay. <laughs> I, you technically already asked me. I told you. I agreed with Eric. Okay. So go. Um. Well, to me, I feel like uh, being a black man is like being a lighthouse in the middle of a really dark ocean. And the only reason I say that is because I feel like as a black man, sometimes it becomes our duty to show the way for certain things or to pave the way. That means we kind of have to go first to some extent. Like somebody had to trudge those waters before they could build that lighthouse. Somebody had to make that initial step. Um, But I also feel like no one really stops at the lighthouse to check unless the lighthouse has a visible problem, right? Mm-hmm. No one just goes to the lighthouse in passing to just stop and look at the lighthouse or something like that. Uh, no one really goes towards the lighthouse or uh, stops at that area where the lighthouse is unless mm-hmm. the light is out and they need to replace it. So unless there's a big problem, so to speak. But I also feel like with the extreme burden of being that lighthouse in a sense there's a lot of pride that comes in that um there's also a lot of pressure in the sense that you can't really falter too much because if you do other people get lost in a sense um whether that could be your family your friends um just people around you sometimes so i feel like being a black man is both the pressure of being the lighthouse and also the curse of being lighthouse at the same time. But also, there's a blessing in that. Because you get to experience things differently. You kind of get to uh, trudge the way first. You get to always test your own strength. You always get to push your limits. Um, and I feel like there's no other, no other group that can say they're consistently met with trials. And they consistently have to adapt as much as we do. Because I feel like every every situation makes us stronger, in a sense. It's like being a super saiyan. Mm-hmm. Every fight you get into just makes you a little bit stronger. Pushes you a little further, but at the same time, you get stronger because of it. And you know how to handle it. And you can share that experience. And be that lighthouse for somebody else who doesn't exactly know how to go through those those uh, moments. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel like being a, man, uh, being a black man is, in a sense. But... Our next question is, where or from whom did you learn how to be a black man? Mm. Oh, yeah, let's uh, we're going to take a brief break. We'll be right back. Yeah. What up, y'all? We back. We back. Can we repeat the question one more time? One more again? Yeah. The the next question was where or from whom did you learn to be a black man? Man, go ahead, Todd. Uh, I am fortunate enough to have my father in my life um, so he was the biggest inspiration of a black man to me um, 
my grandpa. I had two grandpas, uh, technically three, but I, I didn't know uh, one until like right before he passed away, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, all those men in my life, and I have a big, uh, big family. So those men, I got a lot of uh, representation of black men that are not. Uh, troublesome individuals. I have I have every walk of life in my my family, but a lot of them are well off. Um, they've all did stupid shit, and they will definitely tell you. And it's great stories. It's it's very funny to hear them talk, and then also their brothers. So they have that dynamic. Um, but back to my dad. My dad always uh, took me to the park. Uh, we played chess together. He taught taught me how to do just about everything uh, I, I do. Uh, spent a lot of time with me, and uh, I can do nothing but praise him for that. Uh, and yeah, uh, I, I see a lot of the ways that I do things uh, based upon him. So I, just my dad and how my my family. Your dad and your family. Gotcha. What about anybody else? Who next? Munch. Who did I get taught how to be a black man? <clears throat> you better wow. cry, Nick? Nah. No. Nah. Alright. I'm adjusting like, my voice because it's. Low today. <laughs> yeah. No, because it's deep thought, and deep thought I do. <laughs> get low in voice. It's my philosopher voice. <laughs> Not, uh. I would say it had to do with certain black media influencers mm-hmm. due to the fact that I honestly was not taught how to be a man, let alone a black man, due to the fact I don't have a black man in my life to teach me. So I had, like I said, went through a, as a kid, uh, you could say identity crisis, but you never really kind of never really acknowledge it yeah i was too young to acknowledge it so during that time i always you know i guess was looking for a type of connection or create some type of bond but then there's i didn't even know until being more mature now that there's levels to even black culture like any other culture Mm -hmm. and you have to find which levels that you bond with it's so easier to feel like you bond with another culture, I'll say, because the levels may come off a little bit lighter. Mm-hmm. And versus when you're just in a world that you're not really established to learn your own initiative as well. Mm-hmm. So growing up, I'll say that more I socialize with adding more black into my diversity of friend groups mm-hmm. the more I started gaining a more understanding mm-hmm. and honestly it was like California Aaron was actually the first black friend in Los Angeles ever I say. shockingly Same. enough that cause I always have friends my of any nigga. other races <laughs> my nigga and it's crazy enough that even where I grew up in in Barstow, I was not, I would say, ideally able to make 
a certain type of connection with black people even though mm-hmm. I wanted to because I was at a black church and all that but some of the kids there there was a slight envy yeah because Barso is either there's no middle ground mm-hmm. you're here or here and people's even in your own race can see you as a class and that you're supposedly better than them mm-hmm. and so that's what I guess started a slight shun Mm. But then coming to Los Angeles, I learned more about myself in that journey. So getting into high school, as more accumulated, more friends I bring along, then the more blacker my circle became. Mm. It's like slowly enough, it became blacker and blacker to the point, look who I'm hanging around, my niggas. Yes, sir. Mm. Amen. <laughs> I'll say due to that, it branched me further into a deep try to deeper understand Mm -hmm. because one thing where I've learned that black culture I have that I've not seen and this is from personal experience being in groups of Hispanic Caucasian uh, not too much of an Asians because that's different side note but in other groups I've noticed black culture has a more entertainment aspect that no other culture really I've experienced had Mm. In that sense, they have their own entertainment in the culture, but when we're talking about the root of entertainment that's universal, mm. that's what hit the most with being black. And I really wanted to adapt to that. So I was like, wow, I like that aspect, that universal like storytelling. That it ain't got to be a Hispanic way of telling it to where Hispanic people got their own language or Asian way. Mm-hmm. Black people, when we tell a story, it's universal. You could feel it no matter where you're at. And it hits sure. different. Yeah. And from there on, that's when I start trying to understand, surround myself with folks that can teach me this way. Mm-hmm. And that's how I became about understanding more and more up until this point now. What's the meaning of being black and being a black man? And I'll say it took starting source, honestly, would be my friend group. And then after that, branch to outsider groups of understanding their knowledge of the culture. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it will start from there. Just, uh, I'll say, it's my social circle. Gotcha. I actually would agree. Yeah. I even know uh, my father was a, a big representation but actually hanging out with my friends mm-hmm. and then like Todd why you walk like that I'm like oh what and then they gave me a different like way I walk mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so it actually it I, I did forget to acknowledge that you know, my social group is way mm-hmm. also maybe inspired me a best friends uh, I mean a better man at the end of the day mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. especially since my circle is predominantly black now but cause yeah, I used yes, to mm-hmm. back then I used to run with uh uh, it was more just my environment at the time. I went to all Asian schools, so I had nobody. Uh, but, um, yeah, yeah. Brought up some memories. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Justin, you want to take four? Aaron, you want to take four? Well, I ain't. It's yeah, like, it's y'all, brothers. y'all brothers, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Only one of you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't remember you. that. <laughs> that's, oh, that's not consistent with my backstory. <laughs> say, uh, like, my dad, for the most part. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. I've seen him. I'm old. I'm the oldest. So even before Aaron was there, like, there's moments where I can remember where I've seen him fail and I've seen him. Uh, 
get up and accomplish things that you know you would think it's impossible to get back up from so mm-hmm. i would say him but it's not only just my dad but it's, it's like when my dad told me it was a series of men my uncle monty uh pastor hosea uh, BK, brother Quadra, forget about BK, man. You, um, shoot, there's a whole bunch of people, like a whole bunch of different men that, you know, your my dad is the core of it, but the aspects he uh built, uh, he's like he said, other men helped him give us qualities that he didn't have, mm. so he's surrounding us with them. Help me, you know, help me become a real-rounded person. I'm pretty sure it helped Darren, too. But I, he's the core of why I'm in my social circle, too, because I grew up in Torrance. Ain't no niggas in Torrance. <laughs> well, at the time that I was in high school. So I, hanging out with niggas made me become more of a niggas. More, or more of a black man. I'm not going to use that in this term. But hang, you know, made me understand what it is to be a black man and taught me how to be black. Yeah. I was like, see, this making me go back, man, because not to say that I was ashamed of being black, uh, but, like, growing up in the other circles, it was like, there's always going to be the thought, especially if all, that was all your friends, like, oh, why, why wasn't I born, like, and next you wasn't again? in your entirety. Entirety. And so, being in the ninth with ninth grade, I was sludging through school. I was like, man, I hate this. Like, what? I fucking hate high school. And then towards the end is when actually I, I started hanging out with Aaron, uh, Anthony, Jalen, our whole little crew, mm-hmm. uh, everybody. And in tenth grade was a blast. Oh, blast, yeah. fucking blast. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, we found a group, man. I was like, I fucking love high school. Uh-huh. And so that helped me find my identity as a man, uh, growing man, young man. And then uh, Aaron also uh, always kind of went to church every now and again. But then Aaron invited me to church. And so then I found that. That helped. We found BK. BK helped my other man. Man, this is it's bringing up so many good memories. Man. Um, yeah, your environment is really uh, truly... Uh, I think people do forget to acknowledge that. Uh, don't be a product of your environment, and, like, and take parts of it that you like. But don't, don't. If your environment is shit, don't take that. Be the I don't want to shut it. Yeah, exactly. I think it's harder for. Oh my bad. Go ahead. But I would say like tapping in onto that part where it's like you could say the identity crisis phase, mm-hmm. where. Yeah, one point, nigga, you is you is Mexican. Yeah, <laughs> nah, fuck. <laughs> nigga said nah, fuck. Nah, dog. I never catch myself. Yeah, I was always saying nah, fuck. Yeah, and that was because I was hanging around with the cholo group or Birdo, and then, well, so you know that was totally a pure good, cholo. I used to do the same thing, and then I'll be kind of like when I got around black people, I was like, uh. Yeah, you yeah, think was, you come off. Yeah, Ollie, they're awkward. like, yeah, who's this alien <laughs> in the black suit? And I just, also just didn't get like black culture, low key. Like I, I didn't, I didn't get it. Like yeah. some of the trends and stuff, and like also the music, I hated. That to, mm. actually, I was more just an instrumental person. If it had words in it, I think I blame my dad for that. Mm. But as I had words in it, unless it was like 1999 and back, I was mm-hmm. not listening to it. Thank you. Uh, I, I love that. Yeah. Interesting enough. No, that's, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still a soulful person to this day. But I was like, 
Yeah, like, then it was a different thing. Yeah, like Little Wayne, uh, take it over. I get that shit off, but if you turn it on now, man. <laughs> <laughs> It was my uh, my family put me on to the, the South because you know, family from the South, so yeah, oh yeah, I was on straight dirty, I was on Outcast, I was on like Big Crit, I was on all sorts of, yeah, see, I was on the Southern Spectrum, like when I came out, oh, I was like, oh, y'all don't know about this. Oh, let me, why let you talk like on. that? Yeah. <laughs> Take your country. Had a accent, <laughs> yeah. But I think, um, nah, high school, high school, I I could not stand being black. I'm not even going front. Yeah, yeah. But we always coons to a certain extent. Yeah. Yeah. At some point, it, it's just I think it was just because I went to you know predominantly predominantly white high school. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, it's yeah, just it's, it's hard to unless you're like. Really, some, uh, grounded in your blackness, it is kind of hard. I mean, yeah. like you feel like you the butt of every joke. Yeah, that yeah. that was the main thing. Like I'm like, damn, the only thing being black do for me is getting me roasted. Yeah, like, Everybody like chicken, bro. Every every time they had like little, they were serving something at the little lunch <laughs> line with chicken. It was beautiful. Yeah, they got uh, chicken. No, I see that that was also Fuck like you. the circle I used to hang out with in middle school. Uh-huh. Um, even though I let some of them, uh, like we would, we would talk about Boondocks all the time, uh-huh. and uh, there's one kid, like his name was uh, I don't want to say. Well, uh, fuck it, uh, yeah, name yeah. was Dakota. Uh-huh. And uh, I know you talking about Dakota <laughs> Lee. No, no. Damn. We, you we, just we, shit off. Off. we went different. Oh, uh, nah, but Dakota uh, went to... No, nah, Dakota. No, nah, Dakota, nah, Dakota went, went to Flipping. I'm yeah. tripping. Oh, yeah, yeah you got But uh, you're talking about high school then. Yeah, we did. No, no, it was middle school, middle school. Okay. Uh, but anyway, Dakota, uh, we were talking about it, and Dakota thought it was okay to just say nigger around me. And I was like, hey, nah. chubby Dakota? Nigga, we didn't go to the same school. <laughs> no, I probably know the Dakota you talking about. No, no, he didn't go to our high school after that. After middle school, I didn't even see that nigga. Um, uh, in his, I, uh, it's beside the point. Dakota said, "Nigga," I was like, "Say it again. I'm gonna sock you in your chest." <laughs> Actually, I just said, "I'm gonna sock you." Took me for a fool, nigga. <laughs> Soccer square in his chest. I don't know why. You know, you get mad. You start crying. I was like, yeah. I start crying. Was, yeah. Don't So much emotions <laughs> flowing through you that you can't yeah. even control. That's a lot of power. Was, was that it. your first time encountering that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, in a way. Uh, no, yeah. From somebody else, like, saying nigga is me addressing mm-hmm. it. I was like, yeah. Because I was like, I felt like he was testing me. Mm-hmm. And I was like. You're not black, and that's when I also kind of like barely started kind of get into my blackness and knowing I had to protect that in a way, mm. especially not just letting anybody call you nigga and thinking it's cool, and especially if you didn't give them a pass or nothing. And plus, I look, he didn't like Dakota. Mm. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, there it is. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, he was he was he was a part of the group, but he was big chunky. He was Fuck low on the tier. Mm-hmm. And 
I was like, nah, you're not going to sit here and just call me nigga and thinking it's cool around them. And then I'm not going to have the whole group start calling me nigga because that's not what's, what's cool. And I'm, my black friends technically right around the corner. If they heard me let you call me, I'm getting like DP. Yeah. <laughs> like, nah. So mm-hmm. I'm good. I'm good. Hold up, D. <laughs> it's, it, it's a game, but technically, yes. Pause if you want to. Okay, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Get out Born of the gut. Point ruin that uh, thing. So we might as well stay away from it's a double that. Double dinky. Like, <laughs> oh no, bro! But uh, you just realized. Nah, you just told me. Never mind. Go ahead. Go ahead. But, uh, spit your truth, brother. But no, nah, was, that was uh, the point of it. Was uh, don't let niggas call you nigga. <laughs> well, I like I like what you said. Protecting my black. Yeah, that's hot. I like that. But I think the one the biggest problem because I did it. And Aaron can tell you I was one of the biggest coons back in yeah, yeah. <laughs> back in the day. Like because, but then like you slowly start. Like I didn't really feel it till like senior year. Then it started getting uncomfortable with the jokes and everybody. Oh, niggas like ah. Oh. Did you see Boondock? Like you said, the niggas, niggas ain't shit. Yeah. Ah, ah, ah. Okay. And then after I grew up, I felt like Brother Quadra did that. Uh, he, he, come on, brother. I feel like he did that. Who told you? <laughs> Who <laughs> they told, told you, you that you was naked? Yeah. But the thing about I, I think part of part of that disconnection is one the anime because we're all in anime, so I'm gonna specifically talk about that. The community is not very friendly yeah, towards. The community don't like black people. Yeah, if yeah, you were no, a black honest. male, they want you pussified. See, <laughs> yeah, castrated. If you show any amount of like, this nigga is it's the shit. Oh, I don't want him in my group. Mm-hmm. It's 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 kind of like they force you, and as the, you're young, it's easier to get you to be like, I don't want to be black. I want to be Japanese. Mm-hmm. So they try to erase that. Yeah, well, if they I sense it, they try to erase it, and they heavily uh, pounce on it. Because I remember they did that to, me, to the point where I hated being black. I learned Japanese. I immersed myself in so much Japanese. I'm like, I'm going to force myself. And at some point, I had to realize, like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, and these group of people are making me feel uncomfortable, and I don't want to feel uncomfortable about who I am because at the end of the day, no amount of if I bleach myself on a physical level or on a psychological or emotional level, I'm still black. Everybody looks at me as black, so I feel like, particularly if we talk about communities, I feel like that community loves, like Ty said loves to castrate you and they do it while you're young because it's easy yeah that's why you yeah, have soft you ass older, niggas now yeah when you older you don't give a damn about them everything you say is a misogynistic Fuck thing you, watch oh my god like that's gay you don't like that you don't like yowie no nigga i don't like yowie get the fuck up on my face with that shit and then oh boom it's just a man kissing a man for the plot. Yeah, so even as it's getting... Yeah, yeah. Plot twist, he's boss. So even as it gets popular... Y'all can have it. You see that it's trying... They say it's trying to accept the... Oh, because yeah. black people... It's not really. Because even within the group, you have other black people who become very indoctrinated on that rainbow... Not gay shit, but just the rainbow thinking in general that everything is okay, everything. Mm-hmm. So I don't need you to come in here with that nigger shit in in a 
and ruin it for the rest of us because you you, you listen to Kendrick Lamar, that woke shit. I don't. So in the, even within our group, we have to be careful. There's some people who have been who have erased their blackness within yeah. that group yeah. and will force you as a black like, man. Completely niggafy like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was. Uh, I just want to say something real quick. Yeah, this is my bad. Uh, what's craziest too is that as we are trying to, you know, adapt ourselves in that situation, and you know, uh, in a way erase our blackness, we got people who's trying to absorb that and be black, which yeah. is crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, on the other hand, we trying to be somebody else, but they're trying to be us at the same time. Uh, that that was always crazy to me, so that's why I was important, referencing Todd again to protect my black. Um, and for me, my inspirations and what in, you know showed me what black is is like pretty much everybody said. My dad was one brother Quadja BK. Shout out to BK, my church, mm-hmm. uh, my friends. Mm-hmm. Friends was super important because. School was like eight hours of your day. Yeah. You were mostly at school. You were immersed. Yeah. yeah. It's a job. Shit. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> them niggas is your coworkers. <laughs> and so, you better like them niggas. <laughs> so, and I mean, that nigga Anthony was breaking. We was all eating his lunch. And yeah. I apologize for that. <laughs> Please and nigga shared every yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> now there was some stuff that you know he, he kept to himself but you know for the most part he fed everybody yeah. pause uh, he loves, he loves yeah yeah he broke bread he broke bread hey let's get some big bad chips my friends in school friend. okay yeah, yeah, we look yeah. good, man. That was, yeah. That, good, man. High school was cool, I, dude. I want to do the lucky do wish you with us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He fit man, right in. Fucking oh, yeah. <laughs> Just times 10. That's what I'm Y'all saying. Y'all was having a good-ass high school life. My shit was terrible. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's why I wish we could draft people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, we, we trade. We trade. You can have it. Mm-hmm. But, oh, man. Yeah, you know, wow. that that was a big influence into... Um, uh, we didn't mention this, but uh, our uncle Kevin, we don't see him much, but uh, he he did have one important factor where he just kind of like broke us and just rebuilt us. You know, at first when we went through it, we was like, damn, like, I cry. He yeah, he had just, just <laughs> I was just like, what the fuck? Like, why you gonna let him do that? But, you know, looking back on that situation, it was, um, and I talked to my dad recently about that because I was talking to this female and she was like, that's abuse, that's trauma. And I was like, no. And my dad was explaining it. And I love the way he explained it. He's like, it's a rite of passage, you know, um, as far as like your father or a a male figure kind of taking you and dissecting you in a way to where. You kind of look, you yeah, you breaking you to build you back up. Oh, okay. Because, you know, a lot of the times we don't self-reflect or sometimes, you know, when you get that, that kind of like uh, a grown man looks at you and tells you about yourself, mm-hmm. it's completely just digging. you like, God damn, like, what are you? Oh, so just a verbal 
Uh, yeah, verbal. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, no, that's not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I was like, that's what I was like. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. So it was a break. It, it was a. I'm breaking you the pill. Yeah. Character breakdown. Yeah, it was a character breakdown. And and you know just. And it went like I said. Looking back on it, it was it was a rite of passage, you know, mm-hmm. um, to transition. It's part of transitioning from a boy to a man, yeah. especially being black. So that's important. Um, don't do it in a traumatizing way, like beating your son. Nah, no, no, but no. just you know, uh, constructively tearing them down, yeah. then building them back up. That was dope to me. Um, so shout outs to Uncle Kevin, but, wherever uh, you at. There was one thing you said to help too when I was at work. When you was you was there all night, and I was there greeting people, and you said, uh, "Stop saying hi to people." And you said if they're scared of you, he's like they don't say hi to you because they're scared of you. You have to lean into that fear because regardless, you can say hi, you can change the fluctuation. Hey, how you doing? Good morning. He's like, they're still going to look at you a certain way. So you have to lean into what they think about you. And I think that's what... I don't think we need to do that in a... There's a certain way we have to do it because niggas already have like a bad... Rep. <laughs> rep. <laughs> don't <laughs> be a nigga. Yeah, yeah don't be a nigga be about it. it. Yeah. But like, if they scared, walk in the room. Like, we're too powerful to be like... For us to fluctuate, yeah. I don't want a cold switch. We too I'm much too comfortable a, with myself to switch. We, yeah, we too feel. much of a presence to conform. Yeah, so yeah. don't we command attention when we step in that motherfucker? So you know I'm, I'm black. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think we should go black. in there. <laughs> exactly. I don't think we should go in there ignorant. Like, yeah. hey, what motherfucker? Yeah. What motherfucker? But like, go in there, be holding, and like, look, I'm Justin. I'm Anthony Todd, D'Angelo, Aaron, and I'm here to like. Make a stamp on what I'm trying to do. And you're not going to stomp me out because you don't like that I play D'Angelo in the black <laughs> vanguard in my damn car. And I'm about to come into work, like, like knocking on your door, D'Angelo. Shit is hard. <laughs> but um, I, I think for mine, I didn't, I didn't have my my father in the sense of very many teaching moments mm-hmm. uh, mainly my mother but I don't think I would have I don't think I would have became the man that I did become without one my uncle my uncle was always there uh, so everybody everybody know my uncle that nigga's a monolith the last OG the last OG that nigga would be the first to call me out bro <laughs> your pants tight as hell nephew I love you though I was like yeah. Yeah, that's I'll change <laughs> I'll go change what do you mean <laughs> and then it was like it's that I had like some men from uh, my church that I would occasionally talk to but I think when it comes to male perspective, I never really got too close to anyone old like that was much older than me to really be like, yeah, that's my that's like my father figure in a sense, like that's my my male figure. So a lot of it was uh, my friendships. A lot of it I did get from like you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it early on, fucking Todd, dude, dude, <laughs> roast the shit out of me for. <laughs> 
Like, I, I'd just be walking. Why the fuck you talk like that? Why you walking like that, bro? <sighs> okay. It's that moment where you finally something. get mad. Well, fuck you too, bro. Oh, <laughs> yeah. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> I had a couple of those. <laughs> and it, it was just like, because I came from high school. I think I had so many people. Like, like I said, I didn't want to be black. I would always tell, oh, yeah, I'm mixed and Japanese and Italian and black. Mm. Y'all would have slapped you for that one. See, <laughs> like, there it is. Japanese there it is. I would have believed that makes sense. There it is, bro. <laughs> and then, like, it was just, I would I would tell people that to, like, ease the ease the, the heat off me. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, niggas would just talk, 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 talk. Yeah. Like, I used to tell people I was mixed with Asian because my eyes are so low. Mine too, mm-hmm. yeah. And I'm like, I'm, I was, I could get away with it. Like it's like people would be like, I could get away because my hair kind of straight too. So it's, it's just, you know, people be like, hey, you okay? Makes sense. Yeah. But it's like, I I did that to negate my blackness because I saw. I remember, it was there was only maybe like five or six black kids I saw, and basically all of them were trying to not be black except for maybe like two. <laughs> You know, it's like that. It's like when you play hide and seek. Get out of here. This is my spot. <laughs> Bro. Go. And then. There's already one of us. Bruh, it was. It was. You're not welcome here. There was one. The, the one. The one black girl that actually tried to be black. Like, she was actually comfortable in her skin. Just cool. I loved that woman. Like, I was, Oh, man. The shit I would do for that woman in high school. I was. Yeah, whatever you need. Yeah. Yeah. I'm down. I remember I would ask her, sniffer. bro, I'm trying to get some of that black. <laughs> I would, I would try my. I would always have an attempt to ask her out, like every year, four years straight, solid. I was in love with that girl, four years straight, and you know what? It, wow, craziness. But she also molded kind of what I was into because she was taller and she was like thick and. I, <laughs> I love stallions now. So I'm, just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying. I love I love the stallions now, bro. And say she set me up with my type. But there was also like one dude who was like uh it was one one friend I got really close to who he was just super comfortable in his skin, no matter no matter where he was, super comfortable and I always envied that. And he was he was black too. There was some, sometimes he was a little too effeminate for me. And I was just like, hey, bro, like, dial it back, dial it back. Shit, pipe down. But he was the only dude, only dude I knew who, if somebody, like, talked to him, he, he didn't really like being touched too much. So if people would, like, try and, like, tap him or something or, like, try and grab him, like, do something, man, he would kick him. That's the first response. He didn't even turn. Like, he wouldn't even say nothing God to him. He would just go to kick him. And when I say... The dude that used to roast me, tall, lengthy, super skinny white dude, big ass nose. And I had jokes, oh my, when I hit 11th grade, this nigga shut the fuck up. Like, cause that's, when I hit 11th grade, that was like my awakening. I was like, oh, I was the shit. Because literally, <laughs> bro, 10th grade summer, I hung out with two, two people. Neither of them were black, but I thought, um, they they put me into some experiences that that like kind of changed me heavily 
But I, I got it. I got involved in some stuff I shouldn't have been involved in. Mm-hmm. I sold some stuff I shouldn't have sold. But, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I moved it. I moved it. Uh, but yeah. like, I think they. It's <laughs> making sense. I think. Uh, I think it showed me. It showed me that sometimes. Other cultures will want to have a black person around just to so validate. that they can, it validates what they're doing, but also they can absorb more black culture. And if you're a very well-spoken, well-mannered, like, black person, You're not then, like the other ones. Huh? You're not like the other ones. They use that to put it as, we're blacker than you, so we get an immediate pass. Mm. And that's, that's what I was going through, and I got put in these experiences trying to prove that I was blacker. So when I came back, man, I was on my Jill Scott, Erica Badu, man, nobody could tell me nothing. Niggas was freestyling. I would hop in. Like, I was, oh, man. Mm. I was on mine. So this nigga came back. First thing I called this nigga when he came back, he was, oh, did you have have some watermelon over the summer? I was like, Toucan Sam, shut your ass up. (laughs) And he, that's never Bro, I got called into the office same week talking about bullying. All right, uh, cool. Because I'm black, huh? <laughs> yeah. I feel it. That dude was, dude was the principal's son, so but it didn't know, go far. Like, oh, the influence is... But that's why I want Grayson to be around us when I do certain things. Yeah. And when I... Because I, I told Denise, like, I don't care what his mother is. Mm-hmm. She's on board with it regardless. She's like herself. She has the DNA and whatever, whatever she came out, my son's gonna be black. And I think about that, my experiences every day, because I'm like, that was the worst thing to do. I I know my parents try, but you know, when you have so many other things to do, you're not really focused on, well, I'm just bringing him to a better school. Sometimes that environment is not good, because sometimes you're surrounded, like I said, again, around people who like to suppress you. The last thing I don't want Grayson to do is being like, well, if someone asks him, are you black? Oh, I'm Puerto Rican. Like, what? And I want to, if I hear that, I'm like, your mom is that. You're half of that. Don't Mm. ever be ashamed to say you're an African-American man. Or black, yeah. Yeah, you're a black man. So I, I, and I've told her that, like, I'm on board, because I'm like, I see kids, even the mixed kids, who get caught up in this, you know, I gotta be this, and and they they become tokens too, and it's harder to fight that, like you like you said when they have the tokens in the group, mm-hmm. especially if they're men. It's I don't know why it's harder to fight the dudes of the group with that mentality than yeah. the women of that, because the women to them is not very that. The girls are all right, we can take them or leave, but when you get a, a dude on it, it's almost like, well, stuck. He's your you battering ram. Yeah. Like, if you're fighting against him in a group and you guys automatically like, I don't like that guy. Well, why not? Because he, he's a coon and he likes to cater to that shit. Yeah. Like, he doesn't know who he is. Well, I, I do know who I am. I just don't have an opinion. And how, then how would you have that opinion if you yeah. knew who you were? Yeah. I would say, like, kind of like my story would tap into a little more so on that aspect because I remember a moment where I even asked my mom and I was very young. This was when we was every now and then coming from Barstow to LA and 
but mostly staying out in the desert. But actually, I was like, Mom, why was I, why was I born this way? I literally asked her that. And I asked her, how come I don't have lighter skin and colored eyes? And I'll say more so what brought on to the depth of that, what made me question my well-being. And my mom's answer was honestly because God blessed you to be this way, son. So I didn't, after that, it was just like silence at that point because I was growing up mm. in the church too. Mm. But reason being was because through my experience with family, mm. When I was young, my family uh, had, you could say, an odd relationship where me and my mom was basically the outliers or the black sheep. Mm. And so I was always treated differently. And this, and I have so many cousins that's out here in L.A. It's wow. But ever since our experience with them, even helping them out, lending a hand, mm. I could say created, you could say, uh subconscious negative connotation yeah in my psyche of like being this race because not only i'm experienced disapproval and dislike from people who are close to me in my skin color as family mm-hmm. but then i'm getting this from other black people outside my family now in this environment because of my class mm-hmm. of where the neighborhood where are, we yeah. reside mm-hmm. they resent me because where i reside so it's like okay I do have a, you say, a slight little bit of pushback from people of other race. But during that time, the one person they're pushing back was a Caucasian person. I remember his name, clear as day, James. Mm. Cool, cool kid. It was like uh, brothers in a sense. Mm. And something happens where he moved out. But then it was just from there on trying to find... I'll say a friend to have that brother experience. Mm -hmm. Hard to duplicate. Honestly, it came down to just me being homeschooled. Mm -hmm. Met another friend, but he was was all messed up in the head. System Mm -hmm. messed him up in so many ways. It it was a dark output, but he put me on wrestling. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'll say ever since that occasion, I've... It made me question, because even with women, I had my first girlfriend in elementary, which you could say technically don't count, but still. And even then, didn't last long. I was questioning like the scenario. Uh-huh. What's up with this? Yeah. Yeah. And seeing who she hang out with, I'm kind of assuming that is because of. Didn't even know how to put it in terms because I didn't have the grammar to phrase it, but it felt like it was because of what I am, mm-hmm. not who I am. Mm-hmm. And during that phase, that's what grew a dislike. Mm-hmm. And I'll say that's when timeline taking place to the city has shined a light to a new avenue that I've never really thought could be possible because mm-hmm. how all these obstacles you've been black sheep towards family you've been black sheep towards a certain sector of this neighborhood that's supposed to be kin folks like you mm-hmm. and they're not accepting you yeah so it's like what are you left it's almost like it forced me to, to almost yeah to become like carlton you could say it's a perfect description 
I was always even told even then that even from old race that you're whitewash, you're Aria. I was like, why am I? Goddamn! What's wrong with the cookie? Until I realized from my mom, I was like, "Yo, you're going through what I went through." And uh, when I went to school, I was always called that because of it's really because of a person I never understood. But I was like, "Why is it? Is that bad?" I never understood it. You know, you know, one thing I never understood until I actually grew up. They only call you whitewash when they can't find a reason that makes them better than you. Mm -hmm. And that's why I actually matured and learned too, is because you talk a certain way. You, I was like, I didn't talk proper, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. during that time, yeah, I was what talking very I'm, proper. I'm talking English. <laughs> yeah. And now I use that phrase. I'm I'm speaking English, nigga. It's always right? like you speak better than them. You get better yeah. grades. You do. You just do things better, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, so, you're not. And then too, what what I've learned <laughs> that does is, um, it doesn't allow them to act any type of way you know because like people will come up to you talking like yo what's up my uh, my mm-hmm. nigga what's up dog woo, woo, woo. uh you know stuff like that but mm-hmm. when you like hey how are you how are you doing today mm-hmm. yes sir no sir and they like it kind of like stops them because they think they figured you out in yeah. a way yeah. and they're like oh i know how black people act so let me stoop to his level or let me uh let me try to be relatable to him yeah so let yeah. me start uh adapting yeah. this, this yeah i had an asian dude today and i think that's just how i i, I can't say that because his sister is totally different his sister's like are you meditating like yeah lady Damn, like okay. ease but their brother's like what up dog what up dog hey bro give me a discount on the iPhone, I'm like, bro, I can't do that for you. you sure, dog? I'm like, see, and I'm like, you, I don't know if he's, he looked like he grew up that way or that's, you know, but at the same time, how, how could I know? Because I got so many phonies and fakes trying to act a certain way to get approval or to try to, like, speak my language, some bullshit, like, Get the fuck up on my face, man. It's because it's yeah. easier. Like I said, that's why they want the men. Not saying there's nothing wrong with the women. But when you black man co-signs stuff, then they're like, all right, cool. All right, cause oh, y'all yeah, get he finish. likes it. Yeah. He likes it. Because I know most of your collective will find that, you know, of the men will find that offensive. But if I got like one or two guys, they, they'll co-sign for me. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's... I can say the N word yeah. to a group of black people if my two black friends think it's okay. Mm-hmm. My best friend is black. And nah, you can't believe you. That's just like again. Yes. Sorry. So made it interesting for I'll say also to add on to this that for I guess those who went through that questioning phase. One part where I'll say is like funny as reference, you know. Well, y'all heard me on the court. <laughs> Say the six and oh. Six and oh in the streets. Oh, I what? The dude at my job. Oh, you, yeah. Chris? <laughs> so, Crazy. I wanted to remind him, but what do these niggas uh, do? Like, but, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so what brought out even me getting into fights and scenarios was because of attention. I wasn't accepted, but some reason in those times I was. Kind of like, oh, shit, that motherfucker's cool. Because fights. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So sometimes I would say I'm the instigator. <laughs> Which started. He's an aggressive black man. But it seemed to bring attention and including inside the community. So it was like one part I was like accepting more. But then when I matured more and I'll say hidden towards high school, that's when I had dialed the scale back a lot. Because it was more of a phase of question like, is this worth you probably going close to jail or more so juvie? It is it worth you basically failing to live up to expectations at home? Because you're the one you're the only male in the house. You're the man of the house. Unfortunately, that's the burden I was left with. So it's like, is is all this worth that much? And that was more so me entering high school, which I had to question myself. Because there was times where it was like my mom, each school, it was like some new shit sparks up. That invokes that. Uh either trigger or anger because I will say highly emotional I couldn't describe I, my only description was like oh fight you pissed me off not try to verbally communicate this I didn't know how to formulate words and then so I, fight was the solution but you know what the problem with that is is and this is where I blame our community for the issue the black community has a hard time with they, we don't have a lot of emotional intelligence. We don't have a lot of uh, psychological intelligence. So a lot of times, like foolishness gets us indoors, where we shouldn't have to act like that. I shouldn't have to be an idiot for you to to be in your group. I shouldn't have to act like a, a, a straight ass nigga to, to be accepted. In a lot of our community, sometimes it, it makes. Well, people like us in the circle feel frustrated because you don't want to, you don't, at the same time, you don't feel comfortable with the group you're in, but also you're feeling a little uncomfortable with your group, your racial group, because you feel like you have to be something that you're not to fit in. And what a lot of our community don't try to do is understand there's multiple different groups of us, and we don't like to... uh, expand our knowledge into what the different groups are there can be nerds there can be this there can be that we're the one of the only groups that likes to shun a lot of the no nah, if you too whitewash like they say whitewash instead of being like no let me help you out brother let me let me tell you more about yourself that would have helped a lot more, yeah. but pushing yeah. me out yeah. doesn't help me. Being more if of a anything, community. That's why you have some people in the community who grew up in those communities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's sad because they grew up in it for so long and without touching their actual side that when they get older, they start spewing out some some, some shit like white supremacy. shit. you like, where the fuck mm-hmm. that come from? <laughs> you know, the crazy part is just an add-on probably a little bit I'll talk about. I'll say the one person I actually avoid ever in my life try to get into a fight with or even go even just playfully toe-to-toe with was the one kid in our middle school, R.I.P. But Aries. I don't know if you remember. You said who? Aries. Little, he was a grown man in a damn child's body. You talking about Aries? Yeah, Aries. Oh, uh, yeah. 
Because he, he even asked me, he's like, hey, like, Anthony, because it was after the fight with Brian Fruit that ended in him. I yeah. seen Brian the other day, too. He got a kid. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, Fuck it. ass, nigga. But yeah. after that little scenario, okay. <laughs> it was, uh, Aries like, hey, Anthony, let's, let's go body. I looked, I was like, nah, nigga, you ain't built normally like no kid. God felt his strength one time shaking his head. I was like, that's a fucking man. He just has, like, anger for no reason. He happy, but he angry. Yeah. That's <laughs> hot. That's how he the was. was. He was just swole. aggressive. Sixth grade, swole. That's no child. And then he was, like, low-key, like, mildly, like, something mentally was wrong with him. And... Yeah. Unfortunately, what brought to his undoing was because he kicked the high schooler's ass, mm. and the boy couldn't have set the L because he's senior man, middle schooler, just did Tokyo <laughs> Revengers on a high schooler. So he and, shot him. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's what take your L, bro, like a man. But that kid was beyond his years when it comes to physical attributes. He was, that was not normal. I was like, I know not normal when I see it. You're beyond normalcy level. But yeah, that has some sense in my head enough for that. God said, I worked a little too hard on him. Hold on, take him back. Take him back. Take him back. Take him back. We need him up here. (laughs) He a soldier. So, um... In conclusion, uh, what do you guys want to kind of like share with the the community? Uh, Don't shun your people who are trying to learn. Because even though they might be ignorant in the beginning, Mm. they could still be helped. You don't, dividing us doesn't make it better. Because now as you see it, as time goes by, we're getting more and more people who think, who are Candace Owens. Not saying she don't have no good points on certain things, but for the majority, it's just that attitude doesn't put us in a better place. Yeah. And also, she got where she is. But also, black is a struggle, but being black is a privilege, and being black, a black man is a greater privilege, and I accept it wholeheartedly, Mm -hmm. and it's the greatest thing that I've ever done. Mm -hmm. And I'll say you, you accept it more, especially when you gain knowledge. That's where it's very key to a lot of things, especially history. Mm-hmm. It makes you further embrace it because that's what most kid, black young black kids, which some parents may not know, that we go through a struggle, especially this day and age, mm-hmm. where there's so many things to identify as now compared to what it was back then it was male or female now you have a whole spectrum scale so it's not no longer just race mm-hmm. as the identifier now you have gender so it's key for parents now to educate your kid show them that hey even though this is this avenue let's focus on one thing who you are mm-hmm. and then if you want to give time to that in some other point then so be it but right now we're going to focus on these key elements to create better, greater understanding with yourself mm-hmm. and that's what's being lacked to our youth mm-hmm. is greater understanding 
that's why we're going into these split fractions because those who may have some understanding are not taught to share that understanding to those who might lack it. Facts, facts, facts. Definitely. Take your time. It's, uh, it's true. Mm-hmm. It, I think the, the simple... Call niggas out, man. Like, yeah, it is. <laughs> the, <laughs> the simple thing to say to the black community is take time with each other and also remember your experience with one one part of the community is not your experience with the whole part of the community mm-hmm. and also women be kind to the men men be kind to the women we don't need to be throwing this trash talk around no more mm-hmm. we're adults we a team we're adults let's move forward if you want to shake ass in miami go shake ass in miami but if your dude told you not to shake ass in miami he's not trying to control you he just doesn't want his girl shaking ass on Miami. <laughs> like, I'm like, come on, let's be respectful of each other. Respect. Simple. Uh, I agree. Uh, black people, um, everything's kind of been touched. So uh, mm-hmm. let's get back to that community-based, you know. Um, we all experience just about the same things. Uh, yes, some of us grow up in different environments, but we can all relate on at least one of uh, the black plights uh, in some form or way, shape. Um, I would just like us to get back to the community and us being uh, the, you know, the raising the village when it takes uh, the village raising in a way mm-hmm. and us all really knowing each other and uh, us not fighting each other. I, I would don't, I don't like seeing black people fight each other. Mm-hmm. Um, or kill each other. Killing in general, but it's it's just it's disheartening, especially because I know we all know each other in some form of way, um, and we can all get it. And I would like to see a lot more little Ethiopias in the world. A lot more. Uh, I don't like going to another state and then I gotta go to uh, little Italy all the time. I, I would like a little Jamaica here, a little more Lamert Park. Little, more Lamert Parks mm-hmm. around the, the city. Uh, they Hispanics have theirs. Uh, Asian people have theirs. There's there's a lot of different communities. Uh, how many Chinatowns do we got? Like, like there's three. there's well. Yeah, yeah. Little, we got Koreatown, we got Chinatown, little uh, Tokyo, little Tokyo. There's, I only know little Ethiopia. To be honest with you, that's just in L.A. Um, Lemur Park is Lemur Park. That's I guess a, a black center, but it's just Lemur Park. Slowly phasing that. Yeah, they're slowly. Yeah, they're but, trying to get rid of it. Um, let's get back to the community, people. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, and um, I'm gonna reference that again. Damn, I like that. Um, I hate that you said that because I was. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really do. I'm hating protect you your now. blackness. Yeah, protect your blackness. That's hot, man. Fuck. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, y'all. That's like that's just like to sum it all up. Protect wow, your blackness. Wow. And I thought I had quotables. Mm. <laughs> Sometimes he surprised me, man. I'm just saying. Sometimes he do. But uh, yeah, y'all. Once again, protect your blackness, man. That's as a black person. That's honestly all you have. You know, they didn't t- stripped everything from us, from our culture, our land, everything that we're truly deserving of. 
But one thing they can't strip from us is this blackness. Mm-hmm, Black as fuck. Right. But y'all, it has truly been a night. And I want y'all to have a good one. And peace.